0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, everyone, I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday evening, Monday morning, whenever it is you are listening to this program. Folks, drop us a five-star review and a comment over an apple podcast if you haven't done that please do lots of people are and it really does help us that is the least you can do here folks all right there's that and thank you for everyone who's joined us at pain.tv slash gold folks we appreciate it more than you'll ever know and you're obviously getting value out of this i mean for eight dollars and change a month you're getting access to the ad-free video version of the Dustin Gold Standard. There's like 28 shows a month. Plus, you're getting access to the Thomas Paine Podcast ad-free video version. And I think, I don't know, he's putting out, what, 22, 23, 24 shows a month. Plus, if you join the Hotwire, Mike's highest level of intelligence, you're getting an extra four, five, six shows. And then we're going to start doing a lot of premium content. Plus... Unlike every other app out there you pay for, you're getting access to a Facebook-like website and mobile application where you're communicating with other like-minded folks. I don't know what's on there, folks. A couple few thousand people, something like that. Uh, people are sharing intelligence. They're posting information all the time. People are starting groups. They're talking to each other on there. I mean, it's really amazing. It really is. And to be honest, it's safer than talking on Telegram or some Twitter DM room because it's privately owned by Mike Moore and it's not built on a framework that's 100% controlled by the technocrats. Like, you go open a Telegram room like we have, I still got to be careful in there because I don't own Telegram. So, uh, check that out, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. So, we just came off of episode 81 and i introduced you to some of the founding documents coming out of technocracy incorporated and i straight up told you that basically in my opinion the constitutional republic is dead we were invaded we were hijacked we were pirated we were taken over but the good news is (laughs) is that we're finally getting to the truth we're finally going to be able to level with people um I think part of the confusion here is that a number of us, myself included, going back two, three, four, five years, wanted to believe in this idea of restoring the republic or saving America. Uh, That's why a lot of us back in 2015 voted for Donald Trump. We thought it was the last chance to save America from the left. I mean, that's how it was framed up. We bought into it. We thought we were even more woke than everyone else because we took the red pill. And so there's been this confusion, and it comes out of talk radio, it comes on a lot of the uh, podcasts that are on the payroll of some of the big guys, it comes out of the influencers, it came out of all the the MAGA social media that was out there. And so it was all part of the distraction as far as I'm concerned. And uh, before you tune this out, let me just say, this is not about being blackpilled, this is about finding true hope. And true hope versus false hope comes from understanding the truth and accepting it. There is no sense in living in a false reality in which you believe or I believe that we live in a constitutional republic guided by some all-powerful constitution. And the government is just in the hands of the wrong people. The Democrats have control and they're just not abiding by the constitution nobody even really knows what that means uh because if you're going to play that game then trump and bush and others have also not abided by the constitution so If you live in this false realm, this false reality, this matrix of believing in this left-right paradigm and if we vote harder, if we campaign harder, if we donate more money and we get out the rhinos now that we face in our own party or the neoconservatives or whatever faction we think is just not conservative enough or patriotic enough or whatever it may be, that somehow we're going to be able to dig ourselves out of the hole we find ourselves in. And so if you live in that world, then you're just lying to yourself. And what happens is you start having hope, but it's false hope because you're not gonna dig yourselves out of this mess. There's no resistance, no one's fighting back against it. So many things have been thrown at us, from psychological warfare, to COVID land, the high school theater production operations, to a lot of other things, folks. A lot of other things over the last 20, 25 years. And so, you give yourself false hope by believing that somehow we're gonna restore what? What? I've thought a lot about this over the last several years. What is this, Dustin? On these old podcasts I would go on, what is it when you're talking about saving America or restoring the republic? What is the actual plan? What does it mean? What are we restoring ourselves to? What is it that we're after? Who's going to lead us out of it? Why do I believe the people I vote for are going to find a way to bring me to my utopia? What is this? Is it smaller government? Well, there's no one on the right that fights for smaller government. Is it traditionalist values? Well, nobody's fighting for that anymore. Is it social conservatism? That's out the window, folks. That's out the window. That ended a long time ago. So what are we saving? What are we saving? What are we restoring? Are we going back to the founding We're going to go back to a dozen colonies and two and a half million people where only a half a million of them voted. Or are we restoring what we have today? That's fifty states, three thousand miles wide, three hundred and seventy million people, nine hundred military bases around the world, territories all over the place, a military-industrial complex that controls the country. I mean, is that what we're restoring? Are we restoring back to the nineteen nineties, nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies, nineteen fifties? Are we going back to the Great Depression? Are we restoring the Republic under World War One, World War Two? Are we going all the way back to the Civil War? Are we? We going back to the Revolutionary War, the Spanish War, what are we doing? What are we doing? And so, I think what happens is no one's really thought this through. You know, what's the solution? I don't know. Get on a white horse and ride into Washington D.C. with a pitchfork and a shotgun. Well, let's if you believe that the January Six people were actually trying to do that, it didn't work out too well for them. And even if they did. Let's say they got into the Capitol and they arrested every politician, um, 435 congressmen, uh, 100 senators, uh, the president, the vice president, uh, 12 Supreme Court justices. I mean, let's say they arrested all of them, right? And then what? Then who's in charge? Which one of these so-called insurrectionists is in charge now? Are they all in agreement? Did they draft up this new transitional government that takes us from whatever we're in today back to the founding of the country? Who's the George Washington? Or do they start killing each other, too? As soon as one of them says, no, I think we should leave that statue. And the other one goes, no, we're going to tear that down. And then they start fighting and kill each other. So nobody's really thought this through. No one has actually wargamed this. There's no consensus. There's no discussions on this. When I go back and read these founding documents from Technocracy Incorporated, going back to 1930, really 1933, it's all written down. I mean, at least whoever wrote this and the group of people that wrote it are in agreement. I mean, this is as detailed, if not more, than the Declaration of Independence, the uh, Articles of Confederation, the Federalist Papers, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. I mean, this is at least as detailed as that. They have an entire governmental structure written down here, folks. They're pretty open and transparent about it. When you go into the United Nations documents that Jim shared with us, they're very detailed, thousands upon thousands of pages. So, what do we have, right? What are we trying to restore? And I think that's important for us to put into context. Now, I'm not trying to demean anyone. I'm not trying to say you're stupid. I'm not trying to say any of this. I'm just saying. We complain and we waste a lot of energy. Talk about energy in the technocracy. We waste a lot of energy complaining and arguing and talking in fictitious terms and Barnum statements where they mean nothing. Bumper sticker slogans. We don't really know what we're doing. So all I am trying to do here, because I know what I'm doing, sort of, I'm trying to show you Uh, the point at which I'm at now is trying to show you that our constitutional republic, our government was overthrown. Now, some would argue that this happened all the way back to the civil war under Abraham Lincoln. Others like legal man would argue that really the constitution killed everything when it overtook the articles of confederation. Some people would say the whole country was founded on a scam and a scheme and a grift. So it never really existed. Um, um, I will just say uh, that right now, I'm just talking in terms of the last hundred years, these Technocracy, Inc. documents were put together, these founding documents, I'll call it. Of the current governmental structure and then they were brought over into the united nations the trilateral commission the council for foreign relations and then they were fully developed and they've been being implemented now for a number of years they've been implemented the infrastructure is being built And so although no shots were fired, okay, there was no shot heard around the world, no technocrat stood in the middle of Times Square and shot someone else and then made us wave the white flag and said, bow down, we control you now. Now you are the technate of North America. You are no longer the United States. This isn't like uh, Poland, folks, where they were overtaken by the Nazis, and then they were overtaken by the Soviets, and then they were told, you cannot be Polish, you will be Soviets, you will recognize yourself as Soviets. No, none of that happened. They did this through the so called private sector. They implemented all of this, and our government, whatever you want to call it, is on board with this plan. They are going right along with it. They fund it. They actually fund the private sector companies to build the technocracy, which is going to go far and above anything that you can imagine. There are four key components to this that I've figured out, folks. First component is the technocratic prison planet system. That is going to be in the physical world here. This is going to be the prison planet. It is what is being built. It's what's already here. They're doing it through climate change. They're doing it through the green energy scam. They're doing it through uh, smart construction and sustainability and CBDC and UBI. That's it. Like, that is the prison planet. All the technology, the internet of things, all of that. The second part is going to be, and I hate to be uh, upfront with you about this, but I'm going to just tell you, Mass genocide. Okay. They're going to kill a lot of people. I don't know exactly how. I don't know exactly when, but the system that they're putting into place, this technocratic prison planet, cannot work with 7.6 billion people worldwide. This is not going to happen. It's not going to work. It's not feasible. And eventually I'll get Jim to crunch the numbers on this and we'll show you that it's not feasible. Okay. Number three. There is the transhumanist element, and that's why I focus on that. There is going to be a hybrid, sort of cyborg person, a transitional human. That is going to go for a period of time, and then they're going to work it towards engineering of humanity out of existence. Post-human, post-humanity. There will be no more humans, all right? This is what we're facing now, folks. And the technocracy part is here. It has been implemented here. There's no one resisting it. It's not being stopped. No one even knows about it. I mean, we are in such a small minority. Maybe people that listen to James Corbett, Whitney Webb, um, Patrick Wood, uh, a bit of Catherine Austin Fitz. I mean, there's a handful of people out there talking about this stuff. But I don't think anyone is going to tell you the full truth. And the truth is, you cannot vote yourself out of this. The Constitutional Republic is dead. They don't respect your rights. They don't respect your constitutional rights. They don't even respect your freaking human rights. All right. So that's why we've got to get out of this fantasy land. And we need to focus on understanding what the founding of this current structure looks like. Then we can start to figure out what the hell we're going to do about it. And the deeper I dig, the darker it gets. But to me, that means more light. The deeper I dig, I'm actually digging a tunnel and I can see the light. And the light is, once I have the full truth and understand the full truth, then I can have real hope because I can figure out how to work around this. I no longer have to lie to myself. Uh, I mean, I got over it years ago. I think most of you have or you wouldn't be listening to this show. But there's no saving anything. And what I'd love is that if people would stop, I think it's very important to stop wasting time uh, cheering on these elections every two years and stop wasting time thinking that Trump or Ron DeSantis or... Tom Massey or some other politician is going to somehow save you. You already know the truth. You know it's rotten to the core, and now you're going to get to the part where you know the rest of the truth, which is that the republic was overthrown, it was hijacked, it was taken over, and this new form of government is here. They just haven't fully built the system around us yet. They're working on it. And so once you do that, you don't have to worry about all these nonsensical daily arguments that are going on. And we can focus on understanding exactly where this came from. If you're already listening to me, that's what you know we're doing here. And then we can understand exactly where we're at today and exactly where we're going to be in the future. And then we can say, all right, look. Maybe we can build this kind of breakaway civilization and they can't touch us. Maybe we can secure ourselves this way or that way. And I think that is true hope, folks. So I apologize if I ruffled your feathers. I didn't mean to do that. I don't mean to sit here and spit on your your sacred constitution or America or whatever. But if you still believe that the tyrants in charge, the technocrats in charge, the people working with your tax dollars to engineer humanity out of existence care about you or the Constitution, you have to look in the mirror and have a serious conversation with yourself. They don't care about the Constitution, and it's not being operated in the wrong hands. There's never going to be a group of people in the majority that are going to run government, that are going to operate the country, in line with the constitution considering that none of them actually even read it ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold
1: you listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to TV slash gold. All right, folks, let me finish up what we started on in episode 81 and that's these energy certificates i want you to just have a full understanding of this before we move on and we're going to get into some world economic forum stuff and the you will own nothing and be happy campaign and then show you how that grows right out of these original founding documents from technocracy incorporated all right so yesterday on episode 81 we ended uh, i'll read the last paragraph it said this then is our social progression, whether we like it or not, if we do not accept these physical conditions and refuse to adopt a method of control capable of administering these processes, there is only the other alternative: complete abandonment of our technological developments with consequent chaos. that is not likely that we will permit that catastrophe. It is not uh, the American people are going to demand that we move forward, and they, the American people, are going to conscript their leaders the technologists, scientists, and engineers to lead them to the new America. And so we talked about that yesterday. If you missed the analysis on this, go back to episode 81, folks. All right, because it's very important. It's very important. Basically, the technologists are telling you, we hijacked the country. If you take away technology, there'll be misery, and therefore... You're going to have to get behind us. Now, you will say that never happened. Technocracy Inc. fizzled out in the 1940s. Howard Scott died in 1970 talking to himself. Folks, no. This happened somewhere along the line. I haven't figured it all out yet. But somewhere along the line, someone important adopted this. And it went somewhere. And it could very well be that the Rockefellers actually funded all of this. Okay? I'll get into some of that with Jim on the next time he's on the show. Because he's doing research on that as we speak. As I'm doing the show, he is doing research. So is Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays. We're putting these pieces together for you. This is very important work. So... We're getting to that. We're getting to that. I want to see who was really behind this because I have a feeling that they did this. They took the plans and then they got elevated and they started to grow them inside of think tanks and then eventually in the United Nations And boom, we are under the system now. It's just a quasi-technocratic system in which there's still an illusion of a constitutional republic here. And an illusion of a parliamentary system in the United Kingdom. And an illusion of various governments. But they're all signed on board. All these countries are signed on board right now to go under this one-world technocratic system. All right, the next piece says scientific control. Technocracy will put into operation a continental control of all flow lines of production and distribution, a continental statistics expressing the desires of every citizen in his choice of consumable goods and available services. This system will do the following things in a physical entity where abundance is certain. All right, are you ready? One, Register on a continuous 24-hour time period basis the total net conversion of energy, which would determine A, the availability of energy for continental plant construction and maintenance, B, the amount of physical wealth available in the form of consumable goods and services for consumption by the total population during the balanced load period. Okay, so it says here: the system will do the following things in a physical entity where abundance is certain right so the system the system is the government the system is the state okay the system is the matrix we've talked about the state there is no deep state there is only the state so it's saying the state will do the following things in a physical entity where abundance is certain so the abundance is what they're promising there will never be uh, a time where goods run out all right Again, it says, one, register on a continuous 24-hour time period uh, basis the total net conversion of energy, which would determine, A, the availability of energy for continental plant construction and maintenance, B, the amount of physical wealth available in the form of consumable goods and services for consumption by the total population during the balance load period. So they're calculating all of the energy, total net conversion of energy which would determine the availability of energy for the plant construction and maintenance and the amount of physical wealth available in the form of goods and services, all right? Two, by means of the registration of energy converted and consumed, make possible a balanced load. 3. provide a continuous 24-hour inventory of all production and consumption. 4. provide a specific registration of the type, kind, size, etc. of all goods and services where produced and where used. 5. provide specific registration of the consumption of each individual, plus a record and description of the individual Six, allow the citizen the widest latitude of choice in consuming his individual share of continental physical wealth. Seven, distribute goods and services to every member of the population. All right, so that's one through seven what the state is promising to do for you. This is how they're going to run the system, run the government which is a giant manufacturing plant distribution center. And this is what they're promising, okay? Now, back in 1933 or 1938, when this document was assembled, but this was based on stuff coming out of 33 all the way through 38 they really didn't have the ability to do it. Now in 1964 I read you that interview with Howard Scott where he was talking about the technological system advancements from 1930s all the way up to 1960s and how they had the ability to do x y and z. A lot of this was based on uh punch cards, eventually it was going to be carbon uh cards and stuff like that. But now all this can be done through the technology, through the internet of things. Why do you think we built all this? It was to implement this plan, folks, to implement this plan. When you hear World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari talking about data and needing all the data, this is the data, folks. They have data on us, what we consume, the products, everything else. It's all in the cloud. It's all on the servers. It's all being computed at all times goes on to say the operation problem of producing continental abundance is without precedence in the social history of man. The magnitude of this operational problem prescribes that there can only be uh, that, that there can be only a unique solution. The physical wealth of continental abundance can be produced only by the technological application of extraneous energy to all means whereby human beings live. This continental production of abundance, therefore, will necessitate the largest per capita consumption of extraneous energy possible of achievement, consonant with the maximum conservation of natural resources. The degradation of this volume of extraneous energy on the continent is in the uh, the continent in the processes of producing abundance would require the maximum efficiency at the closest approach to full load operation. It is obvious that the production of the physical wealth of continental abundance will be attained only with human toil at a minimum. And it therefore follows that the unique solution of this operational problem must be accurate measurement of all extraneous energy converted on the continental area. And the continuous recording of its allocated degradation in providing the citizens of this continent with the physical wealth of abundance for individual consumption. Right. So they're just talking about creating all these goods that you can consume. Goes on to say science and technology have no values only measurement the only method known to science in the measurement of the cost of all physical operations is that of the amount of energy consumed per unit mass per unit time per unit distance technocracy presents the only metrical control of the conversion and consumption of extraneous energy on this continental area now i just want to point this out i think i forgot to bring this up a few different times But when you are listening to this, and I warned you about the scientists and the engineers, right, everything to them is a problem, an engineering problem, how to come up with a solution. If you notice, even though they are saying that they're going to provide you with abundance of goods, don't worry, you're going to be taken care of if you're an adult, whether you work or not, there is no human value assigned to anything that they discuss, And we are going to see that throughout these documents. I mean, maybe I'll come across something where they seem like they have a heart, but there's no human value. Everything is in terms of energy. And so I warned you about Deepak Chopra talking about nothingness. Everything is nothingness. We are just balls of energy. When you start thinking that way, there is no value assigned to humans whatsoever. And before you know it, you end up with a Yuval Noah Harari calling you hackable animals. You have no soul. You have no spirit. You have no free will. Those days are over. Those days are over. You are a hackable animal. You are a useless human. We will give you video games and drugs and shut you up. Right? Well, that is the mentality of these folks. This is what Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist at NASA, has said. The human evolution of humans. All right? They don't respect a God, a creator, a Mother Nature, or the natural world, or humanity whatsoever. They are openly building artificial intelligence with the goal of surpassing humans to then supposedly force you into a situation where you have to merge with the machines. That is the idea of singularity. Peter Thiel loves that, Elon Musk, and the rest of these nutcases. All right. So as you're listening to this energy certificate stuff from 1938, just listen carefully to how there is no value put on human life. The only thing they're promising you is an abundance of goods, right? But everything is based on energy. Your energy consumption, how much energy is used to produce the goods for you. You are just a useless eater. This mentality, these blueprints, these founding documents of the government we live under today, the government that is coming into power worldwide, assign no value to humans whatsoever. They don't care about your creativity. They don't care about your skills. You must serve the system. You must serve the machine. That is it. You work for the machine, and the machine spits out your goods. You're not allowed to own anything. You are not allowed to be yourself. There is no individualism allowed in this system. Do you understand? This is what is happening today. This is what Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and the rest of them are talking about. So stop looking. Looking at this as some kind of battle between people that claim to be patriots and leftists or communists or Marxists. No, we are up against the technocracy and the people in which. Claim to be these patriots fighting for freedom and liberty, don't mention this either because they're stupid and they don't know about it, or two, they are there to distract you and not tell you the truth. As the electronic prison, the matrix, the prison planet is closing around you, folks. This is a war on humanity. I am telling you, we found the gold mine here. These are the documents that come from. From the founding fathers of this prison planet matrix world. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold.
1: more listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.